Thank you again for everyone for joining us today. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is episode one, uh, meaning week one, uh, April 26, 2019. Uh, my name is Thomas Jela, owner of Complete, co-owner of Complete IT, and this is Josh Hoke, one of our uh, sales engineers. And I'm just going to do this so that we can see uh, we can see comments as they as they come in. Hopefully here. All right, so I'm hearing that there's bad buffering. We're just gonna get through this one as the best we can, and then we're gonna figure out uh, what could be the issue going forward. Push through. Push through. Okay, so uh, you know today we have some pretty awesome topics that that we came up with. Um, one of them being uh, for residential, one of them being for commercial, and one of them being for just uh, tech news tech company we want to give you some information news and notes in the technical it's, realm it's not all about sales we want we want to this the, the whole point of the stream is to you know uh open your horizon to to new technology and uh amazing news yes <laughs> all right and if you can't catch the stream uh as long as the recording works uh we will be uploading this to uh, YouTube um, sometime sometime next week. So one of the first topics that we wanted to go over was for residential, uh, you know, computers. Josh, uh, you know, you had brought up a, a fantastic, um, you had brought up a fantastic uh, point earlier to me about what can people do to upgrade their computers. We're constantly having people come in and I need a new computer. We look at the computer. It's only a couple years old, and they're wanting to spend all this money on a brand new computer. And the first thing we say is, hold the phone, let's let's take a step back and actually find out what it is that you don't like about your, your computer. And one of those pieces is slowness. Uh, kind of like the lagginess of the stream right now, it's kind of slow. Uh, I promise you though, this has the upgraded hard drive. <laughs> I just don't know if it's Facebook or YouTube that's causing this issue, but we'll figure it out later on. So, Josh, you know, you started with us uh, not too long ago, about six, seven months ago. You have learned a lot uh, since then. Why don't you go ahead and explain to, to everyone what you feel is the difference between, you know, a regular, uh, an upgraded SSD versus what usually comes standard in most laptops uh, today? Well, yeah, even to build context a little bit, um, you know, probably... 10, 15 times a week, we get a phone call. I am really frustrated with my computer. It's just running slow. And the first question we ask is, how old is it? And we always hear it's two to four years old, two, three, four years old, something like that. And it's one of the scenarios where they are, the client is ready to throw it out the window because they're frustrated. They can't do what they want to do. They're not getting um, the return on, on the speed that they used to have. And they're just frustrated. And so one of the first things we, we have started looking for, and I think it's probably industry standard, is to see, okay, what kind of hard drive are you using? And so there basically are two t main types of hard drives out there. One is called tr the traditional. Um, pretty much every laptop you'll buy from most box stores, unless it's an upgraded um, sale, it comes with a traditional hard drive. Okay. Um, and then what we typically look at doing is saying, hey, let's remove that traditional hard drive. We open up the computer. We kind of do an open heart surgery, as one of our clients just yesterday said. And uh, we remove that old hard drive. We can transfer everything to a, a, a standard, excuse me, 
<laughs> an SSD um, hard drive. And it's a scenario where all of a sudden, because of the technology difference and the, the way it's formatted, I'll let you talk to that a little bit, um, they have a blazing fast computer again, but it's the same computer. And so for under 75 bucks or right around 75 bucks, you have a brand new computer essentially versus going out and spending four to $500 for a computer that you'll have the same issue in two or three years again. Yeah, I, I love telling people whenever they say, oh, well, what if I just you know go down to the nearest retail big box store? Uh, I'll just name a few. Best Buy, Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, Circuit City. Oh, wait, no, they're no longer in business. Um, too soon. You're too soon. <laughs> uh, I don't mind naming them because, you know, they are our competitors, but in the same respect, they don't carry the same thing we do. And, you know, not to get into sales or anything, but the the one thing that I think everyone's missing right now in, in the retail industry is that solutions piece. You come in here, you tell me something's something slow. We figure out what it is. Um, an SSD, the, the main difference between an SSD and a, hard, and a traditional hard drive, or also known as an HDD, is that an HDD has a spinning disk on the inside. An SSD is more like a USB, where it's a circuit board on the inside, and it puts all the information on that circuit board, so it... Uh, retrieves information faster. Now, there are different versions of SSD for all those gamers out there. Yes, I'm not going to go into NVMe and all these other things. We're trying to keep it very simple here. Uh, but for you know, under $100, you can get a, a good size SSD. And then only for $69, I believe, uh, we reinstall Windows and, and transfer some files and whatnot. Um, so for under $150, complete setup, it's way different than you having to go out, buy a new laptop for minimum of 450 now. We'll get into why those prices have, have, have gone up later on. Um, you're not having to reinstall your, uh, your programs for the most part. Uh, we'll try to migrate what you currently have just to a newer and better hard drive. We'll try. doesn't always work, but we'll try. So I think that was kind of cool. Um, so, so yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we get so many calls. And if you've ever looked at our reviews, we have five-star reviews. Most of them are for, hey, you were able to upgrade my computer and make it faster. Most of the time, we did not install a new RAM. We did not get them a new CPU. We did not put in a new uh, graphics card. All we did was change out the hard drive. It's amazing. And no one knows this. Now you do. And now you can tell your friends. Yeah, share the word. I was just going to say that. Pass the word around. That's that's one of those things where I honestly feel bad for a lot of our clients because they feel like they're stuck and they don't yeah. know what to do. They don't have a solution. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they they learn this. Like, I could have done that. Literally, I, this happened yesterday. I had a client. They, I have another computer. I did that two years ago. And I was going to look ready to buy another brand new computer. I'm like, yeah. no, stop. So, um Spread the word about that. And, and obviously, you, you can see our phone number there on, on the side. Um, call us. If you have a question, we'd love to help. That's why we're in this industry. Um, if you have a question and you're not sure if it, it makes sense, just give us a call. We won't charge you for a phone call. Um, and we'd love to be able to just walk with you through that process and, and see what makes sense for you in, as far as that sp- uh, specific realm goes for you. Yeah. And if you're the type that you know you don't want to call, um, 
you can actually text our main phone number there, 813-444-4355. We did implement a new type of technology uh, th this past year or last year uh, where we do get text messages now to email, which is kind of cool. If you ever want that for your business, let us know. Um, and then if you want to... Or text me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of nice. And then also, we do have a room dedicated here just for walk-ins. Yeah. And we consider it walk-ins because it's mainly residential, but it's also commercial. It's whoever wants to bring in, physically bring in their computer. Um, we have a, a room dedicated for, for you so that we can fix it in-house, yeah. not sending it off. So that's kind of cool. Um, if you want to know more about that, Come on in, give us a call. We'd love to talk about more. So the next uh, piece of information is what we like to call. Actually, I don't like to call it because it's really a sore subject. Browser hijack. It is what it sounds like, too. It is. Um, first off, for those that don't know what a browser is, <laughs> Internet Explorer, Firefox, Chrome. I gave this speech one time to somebody, and uh, you know it's kind of funny. They uh, they didn't know what a browser was, and so I went through the entire spill of, of what to do. And at the very end, she's like, "You know, that's all great. What's a browser?" Yeah. So now I have to make sure everyone knows what a browser. So you know what a browser is now: Maybe Chrome, so. Firefox, Internet Explorer. Um, hopefully, you're not on Internet Explorer six. If you are, come see us. Um, but no, going forward. So basically what happens is you have these pop-ups. And they're not just pop-ups where they just pop up and, hey, you know, give me your email or, hey, give us a, you know, give us a call for this free trip or whatever. I take that back. Those are them. These are the bad ones. And these are the ones that say they're from Microsoft. They say they're mm -hmm. from Apple. Uh, they're from Norton, they're from all these different companies, and there's audio behind it. You need to call us ASAP at this number. Your, you know, your computer has been hijacked, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then once you call them, it is not cheap. Like, they, they, they're, I've heard one person spent $2,000 because they didn't know what it was. They thought it was Microsoft. They, they were actually mad at Microsoft. Because um, you thought, why are you charging me $2,000? Even after we explained to them what the issue was and that it wasn't Microsoft, they were still mad at Microsoft. <laughs> but, I mean, if you want, go ahead and explain some um, some things you've had with, with browser hijacks and, and some of our clients. Well, we, we just had one last week where um, a lady was uh, had a, a defender on her, phone, on her computer. And a bit defender? Not bit defender. Not bit defender. Not bit defender. A defense uh, virus protector on her computer, and she actually received an email that she thought was from her company that she was subscribed to, and um, we're saying that you need to do this, this, and this to to upgrade and keep your system live and going. She did it. She was following the steps just as as she was guided to, and all of a sudden her computer starts acting weird and she can't function and she can't even use her web browser and. And, and things were starting to lag and everything. So she brought it in, and thankfully we were able to, to find it and root it out and, and uh, kill it, essentially is what yeah. has to happen. But that's that's just one of those things. And it's almost like the scam phone calls. You know, those things where it sounds almost 
kind of iffy, but you don't know any better, so you just kind of start listening more and then sometimes make a phone call back or something like that. And, and unfortunately, um, if you're not aware of the symptoms or, or what to look for, and a lot of times it's just that root of the email address. Where is it coming from? If it's not saying, yeah. like the Microsoft example, if it's not saying Microsoft.com or something specific like that, don't touch it. Stay away from it. But that we, we have that routinely as well. It's a very, very real thing. Yeah. You know, I remember... Uh, it, it's been a while now. I think it's been three years. My mom gives me a call up and says, <laughs> Hey, my computer is screaming at me. What do I do? And I said, Okay, what did you do? And it turns out that she was on the phone with Frontier. They had, uh, or Spectrum, I can't remember which. They had her go to their billing platform because something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And at the top, it said, this site isn't secured. And she went to click on something, a woman's like, oh yeah, go ahead and install that, that's fine. Oh my. <laughs> and when she went to click, it did a browser hijack. But this particular one was a mix between a browser hijack and actual like a virus and malware, where it didn't physically like install something on her computer. But once I went through uh, everything at, toward the end, I found out that it had actually opened up uh, 12,000 browsers on her poor little computer within like two minutes. And that's what was actually causing the slowdown was because her computer just could not withstand the resources mm -hmm. that the Chrome browser was, was putting on it. Needless to say, I quickly got to tier three and actually got to speak to... Uh, to the territory manager of, this, of that service department, uh, I, I told them how they could retrain their their employees. <laughs> you know, it, if if someone tells you it doesn't say secured, don't don't clicky, don't, click. don't click on it. Um, that was real fun, uh, but it turned out it didn't actually install anything, um, thankfully. And that's that's the way most of these hijacks are. Is that it just wants you to to call them. It just it wants you to, to do something externally. And then once you call them and they say, oh, I need to install this to fix your computer, um, that's when the damage yeah. has now occurred because you really don't know what, they, what they've what they done. They can install a crypto or also known as a ransomware virus. Uh, they can plainly just steal all your files because you give them that, that permission the channel that channel and then they say oh by the way i need to fix this now it's six hundred dollars actually yeah we did have a client about two weeks ago um they never physically came in but they called in and said that uh that happened to them yeah. uh they he let the guy in the guy uh or the guy i don't know where he's from or, or his age or anything but he had remote into the computer because you gave him permission to and he moved all his files. Mm -hmm. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, in order to get those back, you have to pay him an extra $600. Yeah. And my, the, the client's in awe. And he's like, this doesn't sound right. At this point, he says it doesn't sound <laughs> right. A little late. A little late. And that was only a, a, after giving him, I think, 1000 Yeah. He'd uh, already to, paid. To try to fix the issue. Um, and that when, person was masking from... Um, a virus software company or something like that. If I, remember I right. can't remember what it was. The, the it was like was. it seemed like legitimate. It, it looked good, but I can tell you this much: 
Norton, Trinet, Kaspersky, McAfee, Microsoft, Apple, they do not have a dedicated team that calls you to let you know something's wrong. That's how they make money and want you to go out and buy new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just to let you know. You, uh, the only people I ever call are people like us because yeah. we're MSP. We, we plainly tell you, we'll, we'll give you a call. But you don't have to call us for us to, you know, anyways. So browser hijack, you know, it is different than a virus and, and whatnot. We just want to make sure the community is, is aware. And again, if you have questions and something doesn't seem right on your computer, give us a call. We, we'd love to walk through that with you. Um, and that, that's something that we face all the time. And so please don't feel silly or, or embarrassed about that kind of stuff. That's, that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. All right. So next topic of discussion, my favorite, has to do Wi-Fi. I'm going to tell you why it's my favorite. And it's because, uh, actually, this hasn't happened in a while. I'm kind of excited it hasn't happened in a while, but it has happened. Uh, you know, a client calls up and says, uh, my internet's slow. I just, and, and I just upgraded from, <clears throat> from 100 megabytes download to, to 400, and it's still slow. All right. So instead of just telling them, oh, well, you know, we can just put this equipment in this, we, you know, we go on site. Mm -hmm. And uh, this isn't the one you're thinking of. Yep. This is a different one. And... The client ended up having a stock router from one of the internet service providers, Spectrum or Frontier. It was residential. And then we started going through all the devices they have on their Wi-Fi. By the way, it's a two-story. They had a number of phones, a number of tablets, another, a number of laptops. Uh, I believe both sons gamed. And they also had wireless security cameras. Think about that real fast. Let's, let's walk through that. That could easily be 20 devices. If you have a four or five person member family, phone, tablets, laptops, security cameras, if you're using Apple TVs, if you're using Roku's, smart TVs, those are all wireless. So all of a sudden, you can easily have 20 wireless devices going off of, of your router at yeah. a blink of an eye. You know, that's not, it's not to say that's bad, yeah. but when you have a two-story home, that is roughly, let's just say 3,500 square feet. That's a lot of space. And what we found actually was that the speed wasn't the issue at all. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that the coverage, yeah. we, we, they had no coverage. <clears throat> um, and then also at that time, it was this was before they did a, a, a driver update, a firmware update. I believe they've, they've rolled it out to everyone now, but um, if it sensed that a lot of the devices were on a lower bandwidth or were older, they would put everyone in that lower bandwidth. So even if you had a brand new iPhone 8, are we on now, 9? Or in 10s. Or in 10. Yeah. I don't like Apple. Multiple 10s. I don't like Apple, guys. If you haven't known that by now, <laughs> you do now. Um, okay, if, even if you have an iPhone 10 and it's, uh, yeah, it's good. I can see everyone's comments. Cool. We're learning. Um, even if you have an iPhone 10 and it's on the, I'm sorry, even if you have, oh my gosh, let's try this one more time. Back it up. That's only water. Okay. We may not be pretty, but we no. are good at what we yes. do. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So imagine you have an iPhone 10. You just spent all this money. They're what, $1,000 now? Yeah. Pushing yeah. it. Yeah. Pushing okay. It. And then your $250 laptop 
that you bought on Black Friday is on your network, uh, you have a few of those, and because of that, it's now slowing down your entire network because your network cannot give higher priority to this device than this device. $1,000 phone is being throttled because of a cheap laptop. But on the bright side, they did get more download speed. Downside is that they couldn't use it. Sitting there untouched. Sitting there untouched. So we actually build a, uh, a nice mesh Wi-Fi network. Now, I always explain mesh wrong. I was going to say, what is a mesh Wi-Fi Yeah, network? I always explain it wrong. So I'm going to attempt this, and then you tell me if it makes sense. Okay. All right. So normally, you have what's called extenders. They are horrible guys. All right. Probably top Wi-Fi product on Amazon. Steer clear. Best Buy, everyone. They always recommend extenders. This is the problem. Oh, that's actually two. It takes that um, that bandwidth that is already low and it tries to amplify it. But the problem is when you do that, you're already getting about 50% of that bandwidth and it's going to push out 50% less so it's actually only going to put out 25 percent whereas you want it to push more like 50 or 75 percent does that make sense mm -hmm. okay now the other problem is some of the extenders are on their own separate networks which is fun so you'll have your home or your office or whatever and uh you have all these extenders and wonder why when you go from story one to story two or you know north of your house to the south of your house or left or right all of a sudden you don't have internet on your phone when you walk around and that's because it's trying to connect to all these different networks. We actually just started using a new product called Aero. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's actually Spectrum uses it. It's a different version, we found out, because we didn't like Aero <laughs> until their manufacturer uh, actually came out here to prove to us it worked. And we put it through its paces. I now have it in my house. Fantastic. Um, one arrow router does my uh, house, and I believe my house is 1,800 square feet. Okay. One story. Now, you explain the other difference in the mesh, like how it connects. So the, the mesh is using the same principle physically as extenders. So the idea is you have a main backbone or a hub right typically right where your ISP your internet service provider comes into the house and then you have other points around the home where you're wanting to make sure you have good coverage so you know say say you have a long rectangular house and you have a your backbone is right in the center of the home but you may have a family and room and a den at one end and then you may have bedrooms at the other end of the house you can put these other uni other devices at either end of the house and they're not extenders, but they're actually able to receive the Wi-Fi signal. They, they're on the same network. They receive the Wi-Fi signal, but then they're able to essentially boost it, but uh, create a coverage as well. So the idea is it's not a hub going to an extender, and the further out you go, the, the weaker or the, the uh, smaller bandwidth you receive. It's that the hub sends out a signal that's, that reaches those other points, and those points out put out an equal signal yep. covering that area. So it creates a mesh, hence the name, 
a mesh or even even covering all all over your residence. You can do this in in commercial settings as well, but it makes an even flow of wireless wireless coverage uh, around any structure that you may be may be having. You know what I like about the new new mesh networks because they've been around for about thirty years now. But the old ones, they're good. But as generations progress, you always get better features. What's nice about Aero is that um, it will auto-throttle, I believe is the correct term, or it will give more bandwidth to, like your ring doorbell. We had issues all the time with our ring doorbell. Um, we tried multiple routers, and yeah, the more really, really expensive six, seven hundred routers did work, but that wasn't a, a good price point for a lot of clients. So we're like, okay, this isn't going to be a good router for the norm or for the average. And it was great. You know, we put it in. The Ring doorbell actually works way better. Um, I did see an improvement on my gaming, believe it or not. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, I was only, I, I actually have 400 megabytes down. Um, on my other system, I was only getting around 230, you know, via the Ethernet cable. Mm -hmm. And with the new system, I can actually get 400. Wow. It's really that's, nice. That's impressive. And then also, you know, we had a client not too long ago um, where they had call-out Spectrum and, and, or Frontier, one of the ISPs, and said, hey, I'm not getting internet to this one part of the house. Can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. They went out there. They put in extenders. They come out, call us and say, look, we spent all this money with them. Um, we don't have a lot left. <laughs> Just normal. We hear that a lot. What what can you do? And we looked at what they had, and we found out that their house is wired. Mm -hmm. Like, why why do they put extenders in? One of the cool things about the Aero system is that not only can it do the mesh, but you can also set up the other access or set up the other unit as what we call an access point, so that is as strong at where say you have a, an Ethernet cable upstairs as well. You plug it in. We make it an ac what we call an, an access point. It's as strong there as it is at the original router downstairs. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? When you go up and down, you know, between one story, uh, first story, second story, second story, first story, left, right, north, south, whatever it is, um, you don't lose Wi-Fi yeah. because it's the same network. It stays the same. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, I, you know what I did to my niece one time? Or no, know. you know what? I did this to Mark. So Mark works here. Uh, before Mark gets a lot of jokes. Mark gets a lot of jokes. Before he uh, started working here, uh, he's actually dating my niece. So, but anyways, another story. <laughs> I decided to play a prank on him, and I went into the app and I turned off internet for his phone because I wanted to see if he knew. Okay, you know Thomas's Thomas's network is horrible. Yeah. I'm just going to go on 4G. Well, he figured it out. My niece did not. So for the rest of the night during the during the card game, she's playing with her phone. I can't get this thing to work. Can't. I'm like, did you turn off Wi-Fi? You know what's what's going on? Turn off Wi-Fi. It works. She turns on. I don't. I'm not understanding. It's so cool. You can actually put parental features yeah. on it. So if you know, if your kid's Xbox is in his room, um, with on Wi-Fi, you can just say, deactivate. You can make groups. You can turn certain devices so that they have to turn off at a certain time. Um, it also has spam filtering. I'm mm -hmm. still trying that out. That's really cool. 
So this is this is one of those kind of things, and this is a dis, uh, discussion and subject that I'm sure we'll cover oh, yeah. uh, more in the future because yeah. there's there's so many needs out there. But it's nice to know that there are good, reliable products that are capable of of um, helping families out and trying to accomplish the things that they're trying to accomplish. But we we went on a long way off of the router discussion into yeah. mesh and all kinds of Sorry, other stuff. Guys. So, all right, um, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. We'll get into it more. Uh, we still have th- actually just three more topics left, and we'll try to get through them as quickly as possible because uh, we want to eat, and I know you guys have already finished, and you probably to have to do some type of work. <laughs> so Overrated. no problem. Do I need a server? Well, it depends. What are you using it for? I got a office with three computers, and we're trying to use same documents. We're sharing them back and forth. How, how do I move forward? What do I need? What programs are you using? I use QuickBooks. I like to use some Adobe. I like to do some artwork and, and flyer creation. Um, and um, just a normal Outlook email, that kind of stuff. You know what? This is a perfect scenario of a client coming to, coming to us, coming to any tech person and saying, I need this. The usual... Uh, response would have been, you need a Dell server or an IBM server or this really expensive server that costs eight or $25,000. Guess what? You don't need that. You know what I, you know, do you know what a NAS is? I do now. You do now. <laughs> so a NAS is spelled N-A-S, Nancy, Apple, Sam. And basically, it's, it is technically like a mini server. But it's meant to be for file storage, and that's it's a it's a very simple way to uh, share files amongst uh, multiple computers in an office. Some of them even allow for offsite access. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that you can also do security permissions per computer with that, just like a server? He did. He's just playing the the customer pretty cool he's, he's playing it good too <laughs> no it's nice most of the time people went with servers because of security permissions this group of people can't have access to certain files that deal with financials or hr this group of um people can't have that don't need access to it this group of people only need access to maybe design files and so, yeah, NASs have been have been great for us. And the beautiful thing about servers and beautiful thing about technology is that if you're not getting wind of this yet, kind of an underlying theme is it's customizable. Yeah. And so what we try to do as specialty, and I think any good IT firm is going to do, is ask questions. What do you as the end user want to, to um, achieve? What are you trying to, um, to experience? Yep. You know, if it's an office of, of 30 people and you have four different main departments and they all have different responsibilities but inside of those you know they have various breakdowns of of tiered you know uh, credentials and and accesses then a server might be more of a a reliable and and scalable thing that you might need to have but for an office that that has two or three four people on it that they need to have you know shareable documentation but it's nothing that's going to be you know you know, end of the world. If, if someone gets this document or something, then then a NAS is a very friendly, budget friendly way to to approach it. Yeah. It's it's a scalable scenario. So as you bring on board more people, and as you are building your company, 
it can grow with you to a point. And so that's one of the things that we, we really try to focus on is where are you as a client at? Where are you trying to achieve and, and what's going on? So the, the question all the time is, I have this server, I have this, I, you know, I have to have it. It's like, okay, yeah. that's great, but let, let's ask a couple more questions because really you may be overpaying for something that you don't need for another five years yeah. and it allows you to grow into some of those expenses that you may be facing. We've actually downgraded many yeah. clients from full-fledged uh, servers with domains down to just a custom-built computer that mm -hmm. we knew could withstand the resources that they would need, mainly in the amount of data. Yeah. Um, or maybe we, instead of upgrading their server, because you know they do everything browser-based now. <laughs> That's very common nowadays. You don't necessarily need all the software on the computer on, on the server on anymore. The server, yeah. But they still have files that they have to get to. Well, instead of spending all that money on a brand new server, we actually use that and upgrade the network. Mm -hmm. A network can a be network. upgraded? There's a difference between my network 10 years ago and now? That'll be next week. That'll be next week. Come back next that's, week. That's another one. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. Do I need a server? At, if I do need a server, do I need a server in my office? Maybe. Why? The, the question is Why? virtual or cloud-based servers. Cloud. So like this cloud right yep. here is just my wires going to it and it's... Plugs in, floats away, you're good to go. Brings up a funny point. The Avengers have, you know, is it kind of like the spaceship that the Avengers <laughs> yeah. have? Shields go up. The shields invisible. go up. They yeah. go up into the cloud. That was that was Avengers version of a cloud server. No, I'm just kidding, guys. It does come out. It came out last night, and I haven't seen it yet. No right. spoilers. No spoilers. None. <laughs> All right. But, no, it, it, you know, it is an interesting uh, question because um, sometimes you don't need a, a really expensive server that needs a lot of maintenance. Sometimes we can what we call spool up or make a virtual server that is off-site um, in a secure location that is compliant to whatever uh, the checklist that you need for, you, for your uh, industry. And then it's just there. You don't have to worry about uh, really maintenance. Updates here and there. but And then on top of that, guess what? You We're can, in Florida. You can access it anywhere. You can access it from anywhere. So if a hurricane comes and blows away your place, guess what? It's still in the cloud. You just need a computer at that time to, yeah. to connect. Some sort of connectivity. But, and, that, and that's, a, again, going back to the customization thing. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes for redundancy purposes, it's good to have you know, a server in the cloud and the localized server. And, we can, again, that's for more of the, the heavier hitter, hitters in this uh, audience. Yeah. But um, it comes back to the customization. What are you trying to achieve and what are you trying to aim for? Um, sometimes remote workers, they have employees all over the nation, all over the world. And so having some sort of place where they can just put stuff in there and it be there and they can be pulled off someplace else in the world is a beautiful thing. And so, again, it comes down to what you're needing, what you're aiming for, what you need to get out of it. And then that's where we love to come along, along and walk side and say, hey, have you thought about this? What about this idea? So what do we get out of that? We can build custom computers that can act as like a file sharing server. Mm -hmm. If you want to upgrade to server or want us to take care of it, we can do that too. If you want to go 21st century and actually um, 
maybe do a virtual. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, cloud-based, we can do that. Now, you know, it, we're probably going to have to do another one of these in, in the future. We could spend an hour on this. And then I'll have nice pictures and maybe some like little videos like we can show you guys as well. Uh, but our last subject... News and notes. News and notes. So do you know what I'm going to talk about? Probably tariffs, if I know you. Tariffs. So... If you don't know what a tariff is, a tariff is something that our government taxes on imported goods from other countries. Tariffs can be individualized to certain products and or particular countries. Google. All right. So, moving on. <laughs> uh, no, you know what's funny? Uh, I've been scared of this. Mm-hmm. I have been scared of this for a while. Um and in November, December, when this was spoke about, I actually went through the entire, I forget how many hundreds of pages it was. It was a PDF that uh, the government handed, uh, basically posted on their website, and it listed everything. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things that were on there was any integrated circuit, motherboards, graphics cards, keyboards, mice. But the funny thing was it says integrated circuit. That's like every board for computers, integrated you, circuits. You can't get anything nowadays <laughs> other than a sock or a shirt that doesn't have a circuit. And it really scared me. Well, you know, we ran out of, com- we were running, we didn't run out, we were running low on, on computers and stock. So I decided to, to order some more with their distributor. And the pricing was just way more. It was like 25, 35% more than we we're mm-hmm. used to paying. I called them up and they said, oh, it's an Intel shortage. Intel, yeah. Intel's huge. Intel shortage? Come on, call up Dale. Dale says an Intel shortage. Okay, guess what the real reason is? Tariffs. So if you look at the progression of the pricing difference between January first and February first, you saw a ten percent hike usually. The difference between February first and now is a 25 to 35% difference. Now, this is what's funny, though. A lot of the products that I'm seeing increases on actually aren't on the tariff list, but they're still doing it just because. Just, just to mirror everything else. Just because. More profit. We, To be honest with you, we were looking at uh, computers for a client yesterday in, in an onboarding scenario, and we bought the exact same computer four, four months ago, three, four months ago, Yeah. and it jumped a couple hundred dollars. Just because of this, it this bump it was more than a couple hundred. It was crazy. So we just wanted you to be aware. And uh, same conversation I had with another client later in the afternoon, based off of that dis- that, that discovery, was I know your computer is getting old. I know you're interested in possibly getting a new one, but you may want to see if you can buy some time and see what happens with this this computer yeah. uh, technology side of things right now because it, it's kind of a bad time to buy computers if you can yeah. avoid it. Yeah. And the, and this is the fun thing, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but most of the electronics aren't flown over here from overseas. Either you know Taiwan, India, uh, China, of course. Um, a lot of it is is they call it a barge, but it's actually a huge container ship. Mm-hmm. And what happens is those take a couple of weeks to get over here. Sometimes a couple of months, depending on how many stops they have. So a rule can be acted today. But those big manufacturers will have shipments, you know, in groups 
and so we won't actually see the pricing until that manufacturer gets their product, it comes to the port, that product then gets sold to one of our distributors, and then finally the distributor then sells it to us. So it's not, for instance, a lot of people thought the tariff was going to hit January you know, mm-hmm. 1st or 10th, yeah. and then you know prices, and it, it didn't hit it immediately, but we're now starting to see uh, a lot of the prices start jumping. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could buy laptops, cheap Dell and Spawn laptops oh, are yeah. two. F- uh, two fifty, three fifty, and now they're four fifty, five, uh, five fifty. Now those aren't the ones with the SSDs. Yeah. There's the cheap, like Pentiums, like Celerons. They're really cheap, but we like to compare those as well as the more performance grade, just to make sure it's not a, um, you know, performance level yeah. increase. So, yeah, tariffs is is, is crazy, and um, you know the the last thing is actually IP streaming. Um, I seen it, did this the other day, and I'm, and I'm actually going to uh, pull up the uh, article here so that you guys don't think I'm, you know, I'm kidding here. Uh, so if I go here, probably doing this wrong, but that's okay. Pirated streaming. So if you don't know what pirated streaming is, Please don't think this is okay, because it's not. <laughs> so, actually, do you, do you know what pirate streaming is? Yeah. You do? What is it? Just curious. Well, but for that ex- uh, specific example, they're, they're using well-known cases, um, Fire Sticks, even Apple TVs, that's a little bit trickier, Roku's, and actually using those for... Um, uh, ability to get like a knockoff streaming device, um, and then the the pirated stuff. The, the concern is that those can actually be embedded with all kinds of viruses and malware, and actually have um, downloadable things onto your TVs, and and actually get into your network. It's kind of a back way of getting into your network and cause issues that way. Yeah. So for for those that have been doing this for a while. Um, Back in the day, even I did this before I knew it was illegal. We used Mega Upload. Mm-hmm. We used YouTube. We used a couple other places uh, that people put their videos and movies and all kinds of stuff. And every once in a while, you, you would maybe see someone walk across the screen with, with some popcorn. <laughs> uh, it started getting better and better. You know, the quality started getting better and better because they started copying the actual disc and stuff. Yeah. But... Um, that was still, you had to go and click on it. And so whenever they came down and everyone said, hey, you know, that's illegal, that's kind of like out. Napster and, and LimeWire and all these other things, uh, you know. Well, then all these company, I won't say all of them, there's a few of them, um, they started redoing the former of the of these Fire Sticks and, and Apple TVs and, and whatnot, Roku's, like you said beforehand, mm-hmm. so that you didn't have to now hook up your laptop and plug it in. You just went to the Roku or to the Fire Stick. You know, you scroll through and, and pick your favorite show or whatever, and you're watching it for free, or you're watching Netflix for free now, or you're watching this for HBO uh, for free. And we've been waiting on what the FCC was actually going to do about this. Yeah. And if you can see this right here, it states that the FCC on April 8th uh, have issued an enforcement advisory. Now, this doesn't mean it's a new law yeah. or a new rule. 
They're actually enforcing the law. They're enforcing it. Meaning it's been illegal this entire time. And it basically says that they're going to fine up to $19,639 per day for people selling. uh, There's more to this, but selling, installing, and or using. Using. So, if you purchase one of these devices at a trade show or at a home expo show, which I've seen a lot of those, Mm -hmm. at a fair... And they said it was, you know, completely legal. I'm telling you right now, you've heard it from from Thomas at Complete IT and, and Josh. It's not. It is illegal. I don't want anyone getting in trouble. Yeah. You and know? it's such a temptation because you know, there's so many shows and there's so many ways and creative ways out there. But it's one of those things that we have to be aware of that for the betterment of yourself, be, be wary of it. And and there's there's a lot of options out there. I mean, we have some, some things that we've been, you know, shown just recently about trying to use um, some some brand new technologies that are out there for IP streaming TV shows yep. and some things like that. And it, there's just concerns, and the FCC is definitely going to be on top of it, of making sure that the, the channels that are out there, the channels that are being paid to, to have their goods out there are going to be paid. And so um, we're, we're just trying to be cautious, and you know we've even had clients begging us to, to use some of this stuff yeah. with some of their own yeah. goods. And it's like one of those things where we, we have to be very careful with that. Yeah. Now, I do want to point this out. Um, I When I found this out a couple of days ago uh, from, from CNET, thank you, CNET, for, for being in my, my stream. Uh, <laughs> free shout out. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it stated in the actual enforcement advisory, it's a set-top box. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. So what people are doing using fire sticks and whatnot, it's still legal. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have to point this out. It's it's still not. So if you watched uh, any of the Facebook uh, on the Hill pieces where our, our glorious government had asked Facebook how they did stuff, you would understand that they're not completely with the times. They're a little behind on language. I am telling you this right now. They're considering Fire Sticks and Apple TVs a set-top box. Their definition of a set-top box is something that streams information through the device. Okay? I just want to point that out. I wanted to make sure everyone was aware. Uh, And the other thing is that uh, there are some devices that you can even get on Alibaba. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some other places. Even Amazon has Mm -hmm. a couple. And they are just straight devices custom made to, to do this, but they don't have a FCC number on them. Yeah, they don't have the sticker. They don't have the sticker, or some of them do. Well, if you really want to see if it's compliant or not, you type in the FCC sticker into a website, and it'll tell you if it's legitimate or not. That's crazy. And the other thing that someone else brought up to me is, well, my Firesex FCC compliant. Yeah. All I do is load a new software. Did you know that the FCC number is only good for that software that's currently on it? And if you put another piece of software on there, they have to rename the entire unit. <laughs> new sticker. New sticker. New number and everything. New instruct. You have to have instructions. It literally states and you have to have instructions in the box. Instructions. Like instructions, people. Like paper instructions. This is how behind we are. Anyways... Uh, 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, I'm just going to turn this off now. There we go. All right. Well, sorry, guys. You know, we're, we're literally out of time. We are completely over time. <laughs> I'm, that was my fault. Um, Charlie said he's hungry, so we got to go. We got to go. Um, we're starving. Uh, I hope you had a great lunch and learn. Like I said, if you can't, if you couldn't be here for the stream, uh, I will upload it to YouTube as long as it recorded like it was supposed to. And good enough quality. Yeah. <laughs> as time goes on and as we see more and more people start actually watching the stream, we will reinvest a new camera. Uh, the mic is actually pretty good, I think. Yeah. I don't think we have to get a new mic. It's pretty cool. Um, and I believe, did you post a picture of what everything looked like? I did. You did? It's on our Facebook page and also on, it will be on Instagram. It'll be on 